Hello and welcome to the reaction to Celtic's glorious victory uh, against our Hibernian brothers uh, from across the... I was going to say across the pond, but that would make it an Irish team. I was going to say across the Pennines. <laughs> Hibs, we played Hibs and we won. Uh, three goals to one. And what was uh, an interesting game of football? Um, we can talk through it. We can talk about it. Uh, I am joined... We are currently in the Admiral Woods... Um, which is the kind of new reinvention of what the Admiral was on uh, in Glasgow, and we're happy to be here. There are a tremendous bunch of people that run it, and uh, yeah, so it's a little bit loud, but hey, we'll get used to it. Uh, Barry Gallagher's here. Hello, Barry. How are you? Very well, thanks. Um, it's nice to see a, a nice bustling uh, new Admiral in the woods, um, and yeah, an exciting game of football today. Absolutely. Chrissy Bowdy. Chrissy Bowdy. Jesus, have I ever called you Chrissy Bowdy? Um, yes, and carry on doing that. Okay, you, Chrissy Bowdy. Chrissy Bowdy's here. Hi, Chrissy Bowdy. How are you? Hi. Um, I was going to say I'm all right. I'm not. I'm hanging. I'm hanging, but, you know, we, we, we deal with that. We move on. We toddle on. We toddle on. Uh, it's good to see you both. Uh, hail, hail Gloria St. Patrick. Yes. Uh, quickly, Barry. You had a few drinks yesterday. Where were you? Um, yes, uh, Laura, myself, and met my sister and uh, her boyfriend, and did a wee bit of a tour around Glasgow. The, the Irish pubs were, you couldn't get anywhere near them, um, but we eventually went to the toll booth for one of the best Guinnesses. Uh, we've discussed that before. Beautiful. Um, in the city centre, and a great night, so we've had a sore head today, but well worth it. Bows, you were playing Dungeons and Dragons, so we'll leave that there. Um, not that there's anything wrong with I'm just having a bit of fun. Um, I did actually tap him there in a very condescending way. I was, <laughs> oh, we have a Paul Carlin. Uh, Paul Carlin's here. Uh, hi, Paul. Lovely to see you. Hello, Paul. Boom. Um, so, let's talk about this game. Um, I'd love to hear general thoughts. We'll start with yourself, Christopher Bowd, Kissy Bowdy. Um, general thoughts on the game uh, overall? I, it, was, um, it wasn't a classic. It could have been more, but it was tense because it wasn't more. First half was pretty pretty poor um, but we did start to come into it we started to make more of it um, yeah and ultimately it's three points in the bag uh, it's a result but yeah uh, we seen we certainly seen that we're not perfect and uh, when Hatati went off we've seen that that is a big blow yeah absolutely uh, great points uh, yourself Barry how are you thinking yeah I totally agree with Proud uh, we weren't at our scintillating best but one of the sort of key sort of facets of this Sands team is that when we are at our best you still expect us to, to come through and get the result and I know there was sort of circumstances with Hibs uh, as we come on to going down to 10 men and stuff but there was a few sticky moments um, but ultimately this Celtic team just won um, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah this is the kind of we talked about it on you know throughout the podcast this week about how this is the last sort of game in this run of blo- this block of kind of games post World Cup before there's the international break um, I think we were all expecting a different type of performance from Celtic today Bowd, but ultimately I know you made a joke there but the points really are all the matters at this, at this time of the season oh, Absolutely yeah I mean is it nine games or something left so aye, we're getting into the business end of it and yeah that's the, the main thing you, we could put in shite performances the rest of the season as long as we get results we'll be happy but yeah when you're when you're used to steak and uh, you get a little bit of um, hash brown, it's not quite that. 
Hash, hash uh, meat, whatever. Oh, I don't Jesus, bite. <laughs> I shouldn't have used a meat metaphor. That's not my. There's two things. Firstly, you know, you locked yourself into a corner, and secondly, you used a meat metaphor. So, let's move on. Um, the lineup. Uh, how Celtic lined up today? Uh, let me talk you through it before I get the guys' opinions. Uh, with Joe Hart and goal, we had uh, Johnson at right back, Carter, Vickers, Starfield, Taylor, McGregor, Hatati, O'Reilly. Uh, Jota, Maeda and Kyogo we were informed that Awata and Moy both weren't available um, which I think is unfortunate for Awata because I think he would have got a lot of game time today but we can come to that kind of point uh, your thoughts on the lineup, Barry? Yeah I think I think the only one that was maybe a doubt uh, was whether Haksibanovic would stay in um, I know there was a lot of discussion on the agenda in the weekly this week about how he was sort of quietly effective without having that sort of breakthrough performance at Tynecastle last week. And um, but the form that Jota and Maeda have been in, um, you can argue that they've sort of earned the position. Yeah. Um, and Axibanovic didn't really grab it, so that was the only one I was maybe uh, swithering about. But when you see that team, you're pretty happy and um, looking forward to the game when you see that. Absolutely, bowed yourself. Try and test it. These are the guys who've got us to this position, really. Aye, I don't think you can really have any arguments about any of those decisions at least in the the front 11 just talking to the top 11 top 11 top yeah go on that's what? it yeah perfect talk <laughs> what um, you're just pointing at my mic a lot uh, aye no it's the team that I would have went with I'm, I'm happy with it looking at it at the start of the day yeah um, we had on the bench we had Bain Haksibanovic Abada Turnbull Kobayashi O Bernabai Summers the Summeister General, Summington Steel. Some of people are talking. It made me think of Kevin Barry, just a lad of 18 summers. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, uh, and Tony Ralston as well. Uh, just going into the game. Um, so Hibs, obviously, they get scudded by Rangers at Easter Road. There was a level of expectation from our le- from our side that Celtic would. We've been in really good form recently. Um, speaking to the um, Sean from the uh, Hibs Ramble. He feared a doing. Um, he's probably a little bit relieved more now. Uh, how, how do you think Celtic started, Barry? I've got in my notes a sort of lively start. Um, I think what we were trying to do is similar to what we did last week, um, come out of the traps. And while we maybe never had the guilt-edge chances that we had like last week, uh, I was quite happy um, initially anyway. And then I think after the first sort of 10 minutes or so, there's a wee bit of sort of untidy passing play from us. And yeah. Um, and one thing that I'm sure will be a feature of the rest of the pod was Hibs antics where they're going in really rough on us but also they're time wasting like almost from the first whistle uh, I, I, yes big part of it Boud how do you think we started were you happy with the kind of how we came out of the traps yeah I agree, I agree with what Barry was saying um, we did kind of you know it looked like we were we were going for it but then it kind of slows down and it's just it's a little disjointed Um but, yeah, I mean, we we obviously have the injury. We then have Starfield got hacked. To fuck. They seem to be doing a lot to just um, break up our play. And, as Barry said, I mean, we're used to just watching teams time waste at Parkhead. But this was really something else. And you can understand a degree when they get the man down. But even before that, yeah, it's ridiculous. Aye, absolutely atrocious. Uh, I, I've got here that you know after about five minutes it was all Celtic down both flanks. Yeah. I think most of the 
you know, as the game went on, we started really going down the right-hand side, specifically yeah. in the first half. Um, but Hatati was linking up nicely with Taylor and Maeda. Um, and then we did kind of fall into a little bit a, a position where there was some flat slackness, Barry, and Hibbs came into it a little bit more. And they have that chance where there's a long ball, yeah. uh, there's a knockdown, and there's a volley over the bar. Right. And at that point, you're like, oh, okay, Celtic, let's, we've given them a little bit of something, but let's, let's start getting take control back. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a worry, and then as Bout says, with the injury to Hatati, like he's the kind of guy that when it does get a bit scrappy like that, he can just calm us down, use his strength, do that sort of, use his backside to sort of hold players off. But I think that just when Hatati went off, it just added to the dis- disjointed uh, nature of it. Um, and yeah, as you said, there was a warning sign there. Got here as well. Um, I think this is maybe just after the Hatati injury, the star felt header came off the bar. So we were kind of creating half chances, but I think the game was starting to go get away from us a wee bit there, and it was a worry. Yeah, Bowdy, um, in regards to that, uh, well, Hatati going down. So let me take, like, talk, talk you through it. Um, he just grabs his leg and he goes down. There's no one around him. I think he, he nutmegs someone in the middle of the pitch, um, and then the ball's played forward and he starts limping and he grabs his legs and he sits down and it's an instant ah crap he's off um, how much do you think that affected the game Bowdy? yeah I think it's it's pretty pretty major I, I mean Barry Barry's right that you know it wasn't perfect before that but uh, it's just so important and when uh, when Turnbull comes on well, I've not you know, I've criticised Turnbull when you know I think it's due um, I think there's a player there. The first five minutes when he came on, he did not know what he was doing. He didn't know where he should be. He didn't know. He just didn't know it was a game of football. It was, I think. I think he definitely improved. Some of the corners Slightly. he was hitting were fantastic. Um, you know, he, I mean, into the second half, there was moments where he was just skinning guys in the box for little, well, doing little things with his feet. When, when, when we were two 0 up. Yeah, but yeah. well, no, no. Well, okay, well, yeah. But, uh, Aye, I think there's a huge difference, especially when you've got that period of Turnbull just really having to catch up with the game yeah. and not, not knowing where he's at. We just, uh, we've lost the middle. I think, and again, not to shit on Turnbull, but I think, see, everything that, as I was saying, like a game like that requires Hatati because of all his attributes of power, pace, quickness of thought. Turnbull's the exact opposite of that. Absolutely. And... Again, he does have his does have his plus points, and as Bow said, he had some good deliveries, and uh, he was going by players. But just when the game's getting scrappy, you want someone like Hatati just to calm us down and uh, get us on the ball. But yeah, I think I think it maybe is two pronged that we weren't at our best for that wee spell, and then that injury kind of disrupted us even more. Yeah, it doesn't help that we don't have O'Reilly on the bench or Moy on the bench or a Watt on the bench. I mean. Moy and Awata would be have been ahead of Turnbull, yep. um, and and that's kind of the thing about Turnbull. I think it's because I'm probably going to be a bit negative about him. I think I think it's unfair, but there's no other way to judge them than when he plays. And you know that that's the thing. If you're yeah, I, I just think Turnbull. And to be honest, I, I don't think O'Reilly really grabbed the game with the scruff of the neck either. That's the point I was going to make. See if you had started that game. See if you'd gone in with that midfield of McGregor, O'Reilly, and Turnbull. I think you'd uh, there'd be concerns there, wouldn't there? Yeah. Um, and as we keep saying, while the game was scrappy like that, it didn't help. So yeah, 
I, I do think Turnbull's a good player. I think he'll have a good career, but I think his time's maybe coming towards an end at Celtic. Uh, there's a chance he might not have made the bench. Yeah. Um, today, and you know that's that's the other thing to bear in mind that he's coming not only from off the bench very quickly into a game to replace one of our best players, but there's a chance he might not have made the bench if Awata and, and, and Moy were available. Um, I think that mid- midfield of Turnbull and O'Reilly. I mean, as you say, Barry, I don't, I don't think anyone would have picked it beforehand. No, no. And as we said, I mean. Turnbull definitely has a career, he definitely has strength. And Matt O'Reilly, um, this season has been poorer than we would have hoped, but we know that there's a player there as well, but we just aren't really seeing it at the moment. You know, the odd flash, uh, the, the odd game that he's had recently, but that, generally... That, yeah. that, this is, it's just another, it's another example of me for me of Turnbull getting a chance and him not... Again, I don't think he was like horrendously bad or anything he just seemed he did seem to slow things down at points you just want him to come off the bench and grab the game by the scruff of the neck and he's just not had that off he's just not done that and that's fine but what are you going to do I've got here um, Alistair Johnson every time he received the ball a Hibs player was on him and not only that they were on him really really aggressively did you notice that? I noticed that there was maybe a period of about it felt like three times in about five minutes where, as you say that, the time he'd sort of killed the ball dead for control and he looks to look up the line to Jota, the guy was right there. There was one he never even got to play the pass, it was taken away for him. And, and there was a couple of moments today that he was kind of short with the back pass to the centre half as well. So I, I think, again, he grew into the game, but it seemed like that was a definite sort of ploy, a tactic by Hibbs to, to kind of shut him down yeah. um, at all costs. Um, but I noticed that as well, and I think that was all over the park. Hibs had obviously worked on, you know how good Celtic are on the ball, so just presses within our inch of lives. But yeah, we weren't getting much joy on the right-hand side at that point because this sort of left winger was leaving a bit on Johnson as well. Yeah, what did you make of it, Bowdy? Yeah, I agree, and you definitely seen play shunt to the other side of the park as that happened. But, yes. Um, yeah, that's... Fuck Hibs. Are you, are you okay? Are you I, having, I really, really hate them now. Like, I, 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 I never liked them in the first place, but today just even the manager, see the manager like kicking the ball on yeah. with the free kick bars and John Kennedy, just a just a prick. I just a nobody. Yeah. Try to be a somebody, and uh, out of his league. Um, we uh, that chance comes for Hibs in the 14th minute. Um, so was it Starfelt that hit the crossbar with the header, or was it CCV? I thought it was. I, thought, CCV. I had Starfelt, but I'm not sure. Can you give us a can you give us a real uh, Yeah, I can confirm one hundred percent. It was a start. I have no idea. I it was a Celtic centre half. It was a Celtic centre half. Um, that big had, boy. But O'Reilly's corner in. Uh, this is around about the sixteenth minute, uh, and uh, we hit the bar. I just didn't. I just felt to borrow your wonderful phrase. I just didn't felt specifically in the first half we didn't get cooking. You know, we I, I felt we had a lot of the ball, um, a lot of crosses in. The final decision making in the final third was a little bit disappointing, um, but let's talk about the challenge on a uh, Starfelt. That's down your end, Bowdy, isn't it? The challenge on Starfelt by Johan. Uh, that's near your end. Speaking, speaking at the mic. Sorry, aye. Yeah, the one, seventeenth uh, uh, minute, nineteenth minute. Yeah, uh, well, it's about halfway line, I think. Aye, okay. bye. What do you make of the challenge? Filthy, filthy, disgusting, really bad disgusting. One. Yeah, no. looked pretty bad from where I was. 
Okay. Um, yeah, what do you make of it, Benny? Yeah, I, was, I thought it was a real nasty one. Because um, the ball was away as well, so staff felt it sort of brought the ball back to heart. Um, and he comes in late. Um, and then obviously, crucially, was it Ewan, was it Ewan? Ewan, yeah, yeah. Um, he gets the yellow card, and obviously that would have repercussions. Repercussions. Um, there's a, there, a, so remember that challenge, Ewan makes a challenge on Starfield, it's really, really late, and it's that whole thing where it's like, ah, oh, you know, he was just going for the ball and, and all this stuff, he, he studs him, he studs him in the, the, the leg, um, but 19th minute, great play from Jota, uh, puts a ball in, and Kyogo chests it, I thought he'd headed it at first, but he actually chests it, do you remember that, Bob, what's your thoughts? I, I was going to say, so uh, while it was sort of... Um, Kyogo being sort of creative because remember he scored one of that last season at Pataudry yeah. but I was actually screaming at him that I think if he'd gone with his head they would have scored because there wasn't enough power on it but it just showed um, I think Kyogo kind of had a couple of half chances today but not really any guilt edge chances and at that point you're thinking right the goal's going to come and then what happens happens yeah exactly and um, Bowdy um, Kyogo what's your thoughts on him his performance at this point yeah, as Barry says, he's not had a huge amount, but you know, he's had a few chances. He's doing, he's doing as usual. He's doing little runs and looking, trying to find spaces. It's just we are very keen not to hit it directly to Kyogo. So, see, before Hibs get the man sent off, did you think they were playing Uber defensive, or did you think they were just set up? Like it didn't to me personally. It didn't seem like they were low block, kick everything away. I mean, they obviously had Johan as the um, kind of out ball, but it didn't seem like they were as defensive as other teams. What's your thoughts? Or maybe you disagree. Yeah, I disagree entirely. No, um, I mean, I wouldn't say they were super open or anything. That, didn't, that wasn't my... No, I don't think they were super open, it. but I don't think they were as kind of low-block, defensive, everything at the front post. Maybe, but I, it might just be the... Um, what do you call it? The perception or... Hmm? I don't know, perception. When, when they did lose the man, they became incredibly yeah. well. I, they, well I mean, they became up. like almost ten in the box, ten in the back. Yeah, a I back th- ten. Yeah. I think that definitely kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? That that's obviously going to have an impact on how you, your game plan can go out the window when you lose a man. But I, I think, I think what you're saying is right. They tended, they were trying to sort of keep the ball and then spring like the striker. Um, but it seemed to be that sort of trigger as soon as the man went off. It seemed to be the lowest of low blocks, if that's such a thing. Aye, and I yeah. thought, like, fuck, this is just going to be... One of those days. Aye, just a sort of trading match, attack against defence, and that's kind of the way it went. Christian said on the opposition scouting analysis that they're actually really, really good on the ball, and they did seem pretty good when they had the ball. We didn't allow them to have the ball often, but when they did have the ball, they looked fairly dangerous. Um, I was going to say, see, not quite sure of his name, but see the, the big right-back for... I thought he looked quite impressive. Um, again, another dirty bastard because he kept leaving one on in Taylor, but he he looked good on the ball and he looked good at sort of quite quick to get in behind as well. So, not saying it was a buy or anything, I was just saying he was the one that stood out for me. Barry Gallagher wants to buy Hibbs right back. Mystery right back. Um, the sending off, Bowdy, what did you see of it? Um, CCV and the striker are kind of wrestling. Um, High foot, maybe. That's that's basically what I got from it. Low, low head, low head. Wow. Okay. I don't think it was a sending off. Hmm? I don't think it's a I sending off. I, I mean, I was screaming for it to be fair. Oh no, I, I was screaming for it as well. But I, I actually, 
Yeah. I think I think it's un- I think the guy's unlucky. Uh, Jaffa seen it a bit better. He's he was like, oh, that might be a bit soft. Yeah. Uh, but nah, fuck it, take it. Oh no, I'll take it 100. I, I, I wish the dog. Did it go hard? Did it? The referee made that decision himself. He made that decision on on his own. Um, I just think it's quite unlucky. I think that CCV puts his head down, and your man Johan kind of kicks at him. But I don't think he intentionally kicks at him. I just, I, I think it's unlucky. Um, delighted it happened. What, what, yeah, we'll take it all day long. He kicks on one day in the face. There's a good chance. About time we got something. Aye, it's oh, only been 140 years or whatever. Um, 36th minute. My star boy uh, makes an absolute ass of it. He does a star fail. He does a star fail. Um, it's a penalty all day long. I've actually not seen it back because... Uh, there was an off- offside, wasn't it? Uh, it was called, but yeah. I think the foul was obviously before the... The, f- the foul was before, and um, it's, a, it's a 100% apparently. Is he holding you know, him? He's literally... So what happens is, essentially, I think Starfield thinks it's going to be a, a short shy, and I think he goes long, and he's like, oh, and I think it's Paul Hanlon just runs ahead, and Starfield just goes, oh, shit, and literally just pulls him back. Oh, God. Like, it's... He, even with the most... Like, my dad probably doesn't think it's a penalty because he doesn't think anything's a penalty against Celtic. Um, but well done, game, pal. Everybody's holding each other's shots. That's not a penalty. Hey, uh, you know, tell me more about that. Did you? What did you think? You think it's a penalty? I, you might I not admit. You I might not. I need to see it. I need to see it again. But uh, it's a I need to see it again. But I don't. No, I mean, see the, the amount. See the amount of penalties we haven't got from people holding their shots. No, no, sh- no shot holding is ever a penalty against Celtic. Yeah. I've decided. Okay, that's you, you've, changed, that's the rules, you've changed the rules of football. Uh, do you not think though? It was weird today at the game, Mike. Because now I know what it says, what the the announcer will say, far looking or whatever. But I don't think it did for that. There was a few incidents that yeah. I just never yeah. never bothered. Um, so I don't even know what was happening. And then obviously when the, the referee goes to have a look, more often than not. Yeah. Because I. What do you make of the atmosphere today? The referee today. The, the atmosphere today. Oh, the atmosphere. Um, I thought it was a bit flat. Um, even before, even before the goal, it felt weird. I don't know what. Just one of those days. I think we we went, the fans maybe went right at it, um, and neither were the players. I don't know if they both go hand in hand, but I don't think the weather helps. And I know that's easy to say, but it's just a shite, miserable day. Aye. What about yourself, Bade? What do you make of the atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, definitely points. Bouncing Celtic Park always, but uh, aye, it's a bit flat. And I even, I mean, not like a, a lot, but I pockets of booze around me at half time. I, I, I think there's I, I, I say, pockets of booze. I bet you had fucking booze in your pocket. <laughs> so quick, <coughs> he's so sharp, this guy. Um, I, I, I think, see, when you talk about hand in hand in regards to the fans and the, t- the team and all that, I think sometimes. Like if you scroll through social media around, wait, right? So Hibs score the penalty. Penalty's given, and, and by the way, Joe Hart is as bad, if not worse, than Craig Gov. You may as well just throw the ball in the net as soon as a penalty is given. Terrible. Um, but you never, they might hit it over. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe not a good idea. Um, in regards to the hand in hand thing, um, if you look through social media around about this time, it's like, or not this time, about the seventieth minute. When it's one each, there's just lots of people going. We're not going to score. Or we're fucked. We're dropping points here. But, and it's like our fans bowed when we get this close to the title. Or 
it's almost like they still are just you know, I always joke about me being a shite bag. I'm actually not a shite bag, right? I I, I really think Celtic are gonna win every game. I wait, I, I I get nervous. But again, social media is not in the world, but fucking lots of people chucking it at like seventy fifth. It's still that's mental, like I I get I do. I, I'm terrified even, you know, when we were two one up. I need that fuck goal yeah. because I'm terrified. it might be eight minutes, but fuck me. Just score another and I'll feel a wee bit safe. But see it's one one and you're approaching eighty minutes. There should be no fear that Celtic certainly are very likely Against to score. Against 10 men? Yeah. Aye, yeah. grow up. Grow up, Celtic fans. Oh, we never stop at 75th minute. I think we're going to stop. See, one thing though, and I, I think, see the fact that, I was reading some stat earlier before the game, that they've played 16 times before us this season. And I think... It would be nice, I, I know we can't have everything, but it would be nice if they had a bit of pressure, see what was the other way about, that they actually played after us, and maybe that plays into the crowd, because it, it adds to the tension that the, point, the gaps has gone to six points. Uh, especially because of those 16 times, like 14 of them, Rangers have went down, yeah. and then they've got a bar decision which has Aye. helped them come back, so you're not just, oh they've done it again, it's uh, for fuck's sake, they should have dropped points and they haven't. Yeah, I think that maybe plays into it a wee bit, um, but I totally agree, it was something, sometimes a wee bit off atmosphere wise, and maybe it is because we're getting to the business end of the season. Yeah, yeah, and by the way, I've, uh, that's not a shot at anyone, it's a shot no. of it, uh, you know, it's just... Just it's a shot at all 55,000 season ticket holders, every it, single one of them. It's a shot at ourselves. Um, it's, a, it's a shot at every single Celtic One thing, just talking them. about the crowd, and maybe they've been doing this all fucking season or since they were uh, concepted, but... Concepted? Uh, <laughs> yep. Since 1888. <laughs> the Green Brigade, I don't know how, second half at some point, they all just stuck down and they were all basically on their knees or on couching for ages and then... The, the, no, the big explosion that. thing? They always do that. I have done that for years. I have never seen them do that. See, one thing I will say, they did see during the Celtic Glasgow chant. There was one that just went dead quiet. Yeah, yeah, that and was... I think that's what made it, made it noticeable, because I was like, where have they gone? And then, <laughs> <laughs> but then the drums started to come in slowly, and I was like, well, I quite like that. It's maybe not needed when there isn't Wait, much atmosphere anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, absolutely. And again, that's not a criticism of the Green Brigade, but just, yeah. Um... So we go 1-0 down on the 38th minute. It's a good penalty. Um, Campbell's quite a good player. We After kick-off, so there's like... I was going to say there's seven minutes left, but there's actually 17 minutes left because there's eight minutes of injury time. Um, we kind of upped the pace a bit, Bowdy. It got a wee bit frenetic for the last... the rest of the... you know, the rest of the half. Yeah. Um, Jota made a swap wings as well. Yes, yes. Uh yeah, when we start seeing stuff, I think both of them start up in their game because Jota, I think, started well with a couple of very good crosses. Then his delivery was fucking oh, shocking oh, for a, yeah. a period of time where everything was just horrible. Um, but towards the end, um, both him and Maeda, I think, are doing little things, not coming off with anything, but, yeah, looking a bit spryer, a bit brighter. Yeah, because we were talking about this and I was saying to Claire... Um, when we conceded the goal, I was like, you know, sometimes, and I've seen this throughout history of watching Celtic, sometimes Celtic just need to go a goal down. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the kind of end of the half? I agree with Paul. I thought, I've got in my notes that uh, Jota's thinking uh, at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, see one thing, it's going back over 25 years, but I always remember my dad going absolutely mental at the Canio because he would beat the fullback and he would have a perfect opportunity for a cross and then he'd try and beat him again. 
and then have a worse angle for a cross, and yeah. then it'd be voted in. And I think there's a wee bit of that with Jota, um, trying to be perfection when sometimes all we needed was to get the ball in. Get the ball and in. I think it was it was weird that sort of because as you mentioned, Gal, there was a lot of crosses going in in the early period where Kyogo had that chance, etc. And then we seemed really reluctant to put the ball in. And it was like going to Jota, to Johnson, back into McGregor, out to Taylor, to Maeda. It's like going right across uh, the... Thingy. And then sometimes you just, just get the ball in. Um, so yeah, it was frustrating. Because um, sometimes there's a sort of late flurry when you're going to go down to try and get the goal before half-time. But it didn't really seem to be that because we just seemed to be so content and having possession. So I was actually hoping at half-time there would be changes made, but... Obviously that would come later in the game, but I was surprised when we came out for the second half that there was no changes. See, since I've been a wee boy, my dad, and I'll show you, check, I'll, I'll, I'm going to, some evidence here. Um, uh, my dad has always said to me, I hate playing against 10 men. Aye. And I, I'm sure, uh, that's, the, that's the message I sent him. Um, and he's always said that. And I've always said, like a fucking smart ass, I like playing against ten men because it's one man less. <laughs> You're correct. You are correct. But also, the, the kind of, I think there is something about ten men who can being one nil up, and just being like, we're just going to sit in the box and we're just going to every time you put it in, we're just going to fucking launch it. There are certain. Oh, cer- I've hurt my leg. Oh, stop oh. playing for ten minutes. Oh. We'll get. Do you know what? We'll get. To, we'll cover that in a second because that's a very good point. Um, but there are certain Celtic teams. I don't want to be down on anyone in regards to you know Celtic teams over the last kind of twenty years or whatever. But there are certain Celtic teams that really might have struggled here. I think because what's great about Celtic is I've missed this before. You know, we're kind of like a tool belt, and there's lots of different tools to open up different defences and that that kind of comes into it and we'll, we'll talk about it obviously but talk about the time wasting by it was outrageous it was shocking it was just shocking just um, as Barry said even the manager decided to take part in it kicking the ball back in lots of that lots of playing about with the ball lots of falling to the ground uh, lots of uh, oh you touched the ball so now I the keeper needs a defender to move the ball for him to take oh, a bye kick from here that was infuriating absolutely yeah. infuriating it's constant 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 I, I mean I don't think you got four minutes of play without something, something happening. happening to break it up again it was just so ditty and constant yeah um, Barry your thoughts on it yeah really frustrating and just to go back to the sort of ten men point like the one thing I was looking forward to today was Hibs, as you say, they aren't a team who tend to sit in really deep. So you think back to the was it six six one the last time six two six one, and you know that there's going to be chances. And then when that's goes out the window, as I say, when they get set, it, it completely changes their game plan, but also ours because we had to be a lot more sort of intricate. And I think it's a great point that you make about um, the players that we did have to come on because. Not to jump too far ahead, but one of the goals is one of the goals came from a player who I think is perfect for those situations for something that no one else in the squad really has. And spoilers, Haxabarovic. Yes, the greatest of all time. How are you feeling at halftime, Bud? Were you worried? I mean, it's not perfect, is it? But genuinely, no. This season, and I'm I'm happy at this point. I am always happy. We're gonna, it's fine. It'll be fine. Confidence from It'll the Boudmeister general. Barry, happy, have to, not happy, but like 
confident. Yeah, as I said, always I got, I would have maybe expected changes, but as Bound says, like you know, that there are so many good players who can come on. Um, you're hoping that Ange will just sort of simplify it for them and say, right, the goal will come. Um, so yeah, I, I would tend again like you. I would say I'm a shite bag generally, but with this team, I'm becoming less of a shite bag because you know they can go the course and distance. To use that phrase again, but. There is so many technically good players in this squad that the chances are going to come. It's just a, just a case of taking them when they, when they do arise. Absolutely. Um, I usually always ask, um, how do we start the second half? But we, we score very quickly into the second half. But it was noted that Greg Taylor, uh, Marcus McLeod messaged me and he said, Taylor's out earlier and he's doing some stretches and all that. Um, which is obviously a worry after the kind of news about um, what Steve Clark was saying about him not being in the Scotland squad. Um, 50th minute, penalty. Cameron Carter Vickers pulled down 100% of penalty. Yeah, absolutely. Not, no Stonewaller. Not, um, doesn't get much clearer than that. And um, yeah, a lifeline. And I was, I was kind of talking, except with my nephew at the game, like who would take the penalty? Because obviously, oh, Moy, um, Moy wasn't on. Oh, who took the last one wasn't on. Um, and then he made the point that I think there was maybe the Aberdeen game at home a few weeks ago, or I can't remember what it was, where. We were given a penalty, but Bar took away, and I think Jota had the ball had in his hands then, so he said it's going to be Jota as it was. But I think when it's a player who hasn't taken a penalty before, and I'm going to go against what I just said about being a shite bag, when it comes to penalties, I'm 100% back to being a shite bag because Celtic and penalties, we've nah, got a, not good. a sort of checkered past with them, don't we? Um, and it was almost. You know, almost we, the same again today. We've all been watching Celtic around for around about the same amount of time, and Celtic and penalties is not something that's pleasant Horrible. to think about. And I think, uh, again, I've not seen replays and stuff, but before we got the penalty, yes. Jota hits the ball in and it looks like a handball. Paul Hanlon puts his hand out to make was the ball Was that the same move? It was, it, well, that led to the so corner. That led to the corner. I think that was a penalty. To where I was, which is you know looking right close at it, just instantly I was like, penalty. But. See, just on that as well, all of the Celtic players were screaming for it as well, and that's usually a... It did go to VAR. Or did uh, it? No, no, no. I, I don't know if there was a little, and then he didn't. Even I think there maybe was something this year, but not. Like. He didn't go over to the, the monitor anyway. Bowdy, how shite was this penalty that Jota took? <laughs> how shite was this penalty that Jota took? Uh, everyone's saying it's shite. It was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Ended up in the back of the net. That's um, only. That's only. That's the only uh, way you judge a penalty, mate. Right? Exactly. And to be fair, see if you hit a penalty and the keeper gets a hand to it and it still gets past him into the net. Have you hit it? I'd say you've hit it well. He struck it so hard. So, it feels like I'm sitting beside my dad. There was no like, like Chris Bowe's a guy who just never, ever criticises Celtic in Love any it. way. Fucking hell. Barry, it was a shite penalty. Don't was, you, don't no, you. No, it was. Um, similar to O's at Love Street or St. Munning Park a few weeks ago, but I suppose there was enough on it to go through, Marshall, but you feel the worst when you because we're down there. I know you and I are down the other end of the ground, and you just think, oh, God, we've missed. But delighted to see it, and I thought Jota's celebration was great. Like, Similar to his celebration against Edmund, where he kind of runs to sort of stand side and gets the, the crowd up, and you can see how much it meant to him. And you're just thinking, right, go and get another. I, I thought that t- that penalty was a real catalyst for Jota. I uh, thought he really yeah. pulled his socks up. You thought the same? Uh, I, I think he did really. Him, and again, as I say, him and Maeda, I think, really started turning it on at that point. Um, both doing lots in and around the box. Um, yeah, just looked looked a lot more up for it and uh, a lot more capable. 
absolutely. Um, we were after substitutions. I mentioned Taylor. So Taylor, O'Reilly, and Maeda go off for Bernabe, Abada. Fucking that guy, by the way. And O. Are you surpri- were you surprised with those changes, Barry? I was, because I, I, I don't know if I imagined it, but I, at one point I thought it was going to be four, because I thought Haksabanovic came, came off, yeah. along as well. So. I think Haksabanovic was going to come on if Taylor could continue. Ah, yeah. That was kind of my reading of it. I don't know, but... Yeah, um, it was. It was a sort of bold um, substitution to take off midfield and put O on as well, wasn't it? Um, but, yeah... When I, when I saw Abad, I was maybe a bit disappointed that it wasn't Haksabanovic. And then, obviously, you feel the worst when Taylor, because when Bernabe came on, the first thing he did was give away a foul, didn't he? And I, and I saw Carter Vickers saying to him, just calm it, just calm, calm it. But, again, he seemed to do that thing, Bernabe, where it's a sort of shocker few minutes and then he grew into the game. And I thought him and Jota linked up really well um, on the left-hand side to try and create something. What do you think of those subs, Bowdy? Were they OK with you? Were you confident with them? I, I mean... <laughs> I think everyone's a little surprised when you've got Owen Kyogo staying on, um, although 10 men, we need a goal, uh, you know, happy for it. Um, O'Reilly, as I say, I don't think he was great. He did actually have, was it like a deflected shot just before that? Maybe he was coming into it a wee bit more, but I think you've got to, obviously. I just want O'Reilly as well to, and again, I don't don't think O'Reilly was was bad today, Um, I just want him to grab the game by the scruff of the neck again. Like I want him to be that creative outlet. Um, he could basically be a, a more technical, stylish uh, Turnbull. Yeah. And yeah. We're not quite, we're not quite that, getting that at this point yet. Yeah. It is disappointing, I think, because it's almost like O'Reilly's done like a reverse attack. So, obviously, they both came in with explosive starts after the January window last season and then Hattati kind of tired and dropped off whereas O'Reilly finished the season so strongly I think that game against St Johnson where he scored two and then really good against Hearts as well but it's just I know he still had good stats numbers assist wise and he's got a couple of goals now but when he's take, when he really needs to grab these opportunities especially when Moyes injured and I don't think he did that today and I think you could see because he, he obviously went off the pitch didn't he and walked all the way around and he looked really sort of despondent and I don't think that's normally we think he's, that's maybe a sort of annoyance at being substituted but I think he looked despondent because he knew he hadn't performed yeah. his chance yeah um, obviously Taylor Bernabe um, obviously that's a, a, a ready made replacement Abada goes on to the right and Jota goes on to the left um, and O goes up front um, and uh, no, nope, it's just gone through my mind. Was yeah, no, just on the Bernabe point. I agree with what Barry said as well. When he came on, didn't look it. Definitely grew into the game. Probably helped by the fact that he didn't need to defend. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a great point. Yeah, very he, looks, good point. He, looks, he looks comfortable against ten men. <laughs> <laughs> um, what really kind of frustrated straight me to see that foul you're talking about. Um, basically, the Hibs players get the ball at our kind of left back position, and Bernabe just steams into him. And it is a case of all you need to do is just you don't have to do anything. You just just hold him off, but he steams into him. Aye, just follow the runner, but don't go right through him. But yeah. also the Hibs player dropped like a sack of spuds Aye. as soon as he felt anything. Stephen Presley style, just oh my goodness, shocking, shocking, shocking. Well, must be the first time in this game that any Hibs player's done that. Shocking. Um, that, you said that earlier. So um, there was the, the, now this this really frustrated me. Um, the break, 68th minute. 
Hebs have got a corner. The ball comes in. Jota. The ball drops to Jota, and he goes on this run, and it's tremendous. It's yeah. from the edge of edge of our area. He basically cuts through, and he's got someone at his heels every single t- all, all the time. And then he's kind of breaking into that final kind of position where he, he's either going to release it or he's really just going to be breakthrough. And a really, really, really cynical foul. And then the, the play play goes on, and Turnbull actually hits a really nice ball to incredible ball to Kyogo. Kyogo, and Kyogo does everything he can do. Lifts the ball over the keeper, but there's someone on the line. But it goes back, and the player gets booked. I, I just. I, it's like that's an orange card. Like maybe it isn't a red card, but I feel like they deserve more than a yellow body. I don't know. I thought when you said that's an orange, it's going to be something else. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, brother. Uh, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> but no, no, um, he's, Cro- he's Croatian. That guy, so I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a few like that because I think there was one later on in the match as well where it was really cynical on uh, Aksabanovic. But yeah, it seems like there should be more of a punishment for that. But she just done that Jota run. I remember you saying a few, maybe a couple of months ago, that you kind of think eventually that Jota will be a number ten. I think that was really good evidence for that point because yeah. that close control and just running through the centre, um, and he was really impactful there because we hadn't been brought down. Who knows? He might have got got through and gone all the way. Um, and yeah, I think that that change of him going out to the left really. That, I think that sort of was what won the day for us today because of how influential Jota was. Um, and then again, that's another argument. Should Maeda has been great, but Jota on his A decision's got to be made there. Yeah. Aye. Because I don't think, think Maeda's as comfortable on the right as Jota is, but obviously Jota has his best positions on the left, I think. Um, but to go back to your point, yeah, a horrible challenge. Um, and I think see if Kyogo had scored that, what a goal it would have been. Um, Outrageous. Yeah. Uh, Boud, um, we have another couple of opportunities. Tricky play from Jota, and he hits a shot. He probably should hold it a little bit, but hits a shot and it drops out to Abada. Abada and that would have been kind of quite in front of you. I know you're at the corner, but it yep. would have been quite near you. He fucking balloons it over the bar. Thoughts yeah, on these two situations? Uh, it's lovely. It just skins three or four of them um, to do that. Jota, beautiful. Um, I really the the difference the so as Barry was saying it just it's a it's game changer when, when Jota's on form like that see an encouraging thing just on that with Jota because I think that's maybe two games in the last two or three weeks where he's kind of stunk the place out in the first half but it's good that he has either if he's had a word from Ange or Harry Kew or whatever but it's good that he has that ability to completely change and night and day first half performance to second half performance and I almost kind of feels like that's an inner, something he's doing himself. Yeah, yeah. He knows he has to improve. Absolutely. And I was going to say that. That leads into the Johnston 60-yard pass that's just incredible. Talk us through it. He hits a 60-yard pass and it's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't have that in my notes. Uh, it's uh, a ball to Abada. Um, it's like an Abada chance, gets us a corner. Yes. Um, I thought Abada was stunk the place up. I, I see if you look at Abada coming on today, and you look at Haksabanovic coming on today. I, I I disagree. Like I would have had Haksabanovic on for Abada, and I'm delighted Haksabanovic scores. Spoiler alert! I think Abada did well today. I think he was getting involved, and in oh, you, you, Abada agrees as well. That's fine. Uh, in the boot camp here, I think that 
See, the, the, my biggest concern about Abada is how sort of untidy he can be in possession. But I don't think I don't think there was many that he wasted today. There was obviously that one where the ball broke and Kyogo was screaming because obviously when Kyogo in the second half was playing deeper to allow Oto, but yep. he was screaming at Abada. When as soon as Abada got the ball, like he's like he's dropping deep, get it back to him, and he does it. So that was the one criticism. But I agree. I think he was a good out ball. Um, and I would say that he caused them more problems than Maeda did. How about you both go fuck yourself? How about that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I fail again. I joke. You. Everyone's entitled to the. But no, no, I think. I think. I think. Not only did Abada help because it got Jota over to the, uh, the left hand yeah, yeah, side, right, but yeah. the criticism of that, as I say, I have of Abada is he's how wasteful he can be and how we all know his, his biggest sort of strength has been direct. And I thought, I thought today he did well, so I think he'll be quite happy with how he's performed. So. Very good. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, you know, the, between the 60th minute and the 80th minute, I've just put here, chances created but not enough on target. We were creating, we were creating chances, but we weren't working David Marshall enough. Um, but that would change. Talk me through the goal, 80th minute, Celtic go 2-1 up. Talk us through the goal, buddy. Beautiful. Um, I, as you say, there was chances before, and I think oh maybe had a couple of half chances, didn't they? There was a possible penalty as well, but I think it just hit the guy in the face, but ah, yeah. it's a penalty for me. <laughs> but it's a penalty see, for me. see those type of goals where it is like the cross I would say I remember Alan describing that type of cross as like a nineties cross. Um you don't tend to see that, particularly with this Celtic team as well. But that sort of strength and desire for O to sort of free himself and get power on it and Unbelievable. Delighted for him. Um I think Stu Dugan made the point that he showed that he's more ripped than Gigi was. Jesus. Um, Is he not? My God. But That young man. I know. But I, I loved it because I think the goals that he scored so far was a sort of rebound against St Mirren, wasn't it? Taking a penalty uh, against St Mirren as well. But that showed his... That's the type of goal that we, we've sort of been missing because... I know we've got loads of intricate, nice play, but just that sheer aggression to hold off your defender and get it in, and oh, the roof deal came off the place. Um, delighted. Uh, fantastic goal, great header, kind of almost a diving header, half diving. Yeah, I think it was a diving. I think it was a semi diver, I would call it. Um, but yeah, just the power into it and uh, that kind of aggression, that desire that Barry's talking about all having. I could see that. I was watching him because yeah. obviously I'm at that down that half. Um, he, he was gagging to get on the end of every single, every chance, every time the ball was near their box, he was screaming, he was, he yeah. was foaming at the fucking mouth. He's trying to, he, he, what I thought when O came on was, um, I wanted to see something from him. Now, it didn't necessarily have to be a goal, it just had to be, be a danger in and around the box. Um, and I, 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 feel, I feel like that goal was going to do so much for him because... You often think to yourself, you know, Barry makes the point, the two goals he scored, one of them's been a rebound, which strikers in that situation should always score, and the other one's a penalty, which is just a dead ball technique situation, and I'm not taking anything away from that, but this felt like, ah, that's what we're going to get from not feel more like, oh, as opposed to, ah. No, I felt like, I, okay, I, I was like, ah, oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Dog. Um, yeah. I was just going to say as well, like, the timing of the goal as well because eighty eighth minute. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, in like the sort of how the game was panning out because I, I think the St Mirren goal 
we were already yeah yeah winning. We're, yeah yeah and obviously the the Simon penalty that's, it, yeah. that's a good but point. this was this was a game changer a really important goal we're getting towards the 80th minute as you say and yeah you're really hoping he'll kick on now um and, and just another point i was delighted that we then took kyogo off because see when we got that when we'd gone to one up and kyogo was chasing down defenders but this is just our luck but his hamstring will go or something like that so good to get him off um i also think there's something in uh making a decision like that that basically says to oh i trust you yeah. going to take kyogo off you've got as a head son i'm going to take kyogo off because i trust you the goal and i might be completely off kilter here but it, you know Van, Jan Venegura Hessling's goal in the 3-2 game when he kind of powers in like that and he holds off it, it reminded me of that and the, the goal comes from a corner it comes from a set piece and it's just so strength determination aggression my I know we talked about it last week when I was like what do you guys think of old because I'm still not kind of you know I don't feel like we can trust him yet I'm now at the point where I'm like okay boom you've got my attention Ange makes a decision to take you off. Happy. Yeah. Build on it from here, bud. Definitely. I, I didn't hear those words. He should, build on, he should build on it from here. Yes. Yes. Get more chances. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, and then the most important part of the, the entire game, the second minute, Kyogo comes on for Haksabanovich. Who... Kyogo comes on for Haksabanovich. Yes. Did you? Were you happy with that, bud? I was delighted with that. I hate Kyogo, he's shite. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, no, I'm a big fan of Hacks, so I want to see more of him. Uh, I, I think Barry was saying way, way, when we were talking about the lineup, Maid and Jota, you can't argue with that. Um, but I, I definitely think uh, Hacks Abanovich should be furthered up, furthered up that line. And for me, he should be the first winger coming on. And as I said, Abada has done lots, and Abada is a talented young man, but for me, I want to see Haksabanovich because he's so, uh, again, when we talk about just directness and wanting to do things and being able to do things and change it up and do things differently and score a fucking belter. Which you'll get to. D- d- delightful. I, I, obviously, we all, we all um, really like Haksabanovich because he has that something different, but what made me even more encouraged was when he came on, I was, I was wondering... Would he go out wide? But he was pointing that he was going to play as one of the number eights. This is it. It was more of a ten. Yeah, more of a ten. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I know he's. It, we, we, we kind of think about that around the October time, didn't we? When he played it against St Johnson. Um, but the other thing that I noticed today that was a wee bit different as well was was a few times where he closed down their sort of centre halves, forced them to kick it long, or he was out wide shutting down their fullbacks, and that could maybe the, be the sort of criticism levelled at him that he maybe wasn't the best at pressing but he was like a man possessed when he came on um, and as Bowd alluded to there he just he doesn't score simple goals does he he scores fucking easy on the eye belters I saw basically so when Haxabanich because then he plays in a, it's like a free roll uh, in, the, in the 10 position um, and he basically every time whoever had the ball you, you saw him asking for the like give me the ball give me the ball right but I also saw Callum McGregor shouting at whoever had at the point had the ball give him the ball yes. give him the ball and he, he, he does look like an old school 90s kind of uh, number 10 
which is maybe why I've got such an affinity, affinity with him. I was going to say, I bet you he smokes like fuck. <laughs> no question about yeah. it. Oh, aye. And he he's, likes Ferraris. Aye, and he's boozing. Aye, absolutely. Ladies. But um, he, he essentially, he, he found pockets of space throughout that, and Hibs didn't know whether to drop in and pick him up, or he was all over the place, buddy. Aye. Um, a menace. A menace. Oh, that's, I like it. I like but, it. Aye, he was, he was doing really well. And again, uh, just to praise Turnbull a bit, some of his link-up with him was good, yeah, it's decent, yeah. And just in general, uh, in and about the box, which, you know, we had a lot of, we had a lot of play there because Hibs were just two banks of five, uh, well, two banks of five and four, or a bank of nine in their box. Couple of banks, couple sports. of banks. Come Aye, on. double banker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was, he was fantastic. Uh, he was good money for his goal. Um, Good money what, for his goal. That's a phrase I fucking love, by the way, I'll be honest right. with you. I'm big fan I was talking about I'd like to see him get more time. Do you think then, let's, obviously let's hope that it's not, but let's say Hitati's out for a wee bit. Do you think Haksabanovic might have a better chance of starting in the middle? Oh. I, I genuinely think, and we've talked about this on the, the agenda a couple of times and stuff, and we've talked about it in the weekly as well, like, I think Ange might switch it up next season. And I think... One or two things happens. Either Haksabanovic is just not going to work and he goes. Or they kind of fit him in. And whether that is uh, going from a 1-2 pivot to a 2-1 pivot, or whether that's going 4-5-1 or whatever, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I genuinely think the guy is a complete and utter... Game changer. I just think he's really different. I, I think he's not. If you went and looked for a Haksabanovic type of player, it's really hard to get. We also have the possibility. I hate to bring it up, but you know, someday might buy one of our other players. Yeah, well, that's you that's know, Jota, a, for example. Or yeah, that, that's a possibility as well. So we always need to be kind of fluid within the system in regards to our transfer strategy. Um, to give Abada a big piece of credit, eighty-fifth um, minute. Yeah. Um, he's pressing the Hibs players and. Uh, he wins the ball and he's basically one on one with the goalkeeper um, and I don't know how it looked like from your, from your point of view it looks like he basically gets kind of cleared out by David David Marshall um, penalties dis- dis- penalty is given and that's that's the penalty and then it goes to VAR and it's not a penalty what was your take from I think I think what happens is uh, it was weird it almost as if he not like he kicks the ground, but I think he slips before he gets to he the kicks, he, he kicks the ground. Kicks the ground, yeah. Um, and I, I was kind of hoping... See, one of the things that... Maybe this is what he was thinking of doing, but you don't often see now people going down the goalkeeper. I think that was maybe in his head. Maybe. But I think maybe what would have been best is if he'd hit his shot. See, as soon as a goal starts to come out, if you hit your shot early, there's not much they can do. Um, so I think it's maybe... Sometimes when you've got that much time, when obviously you're running into that empty ground, there's... So many things going through your mind. What I'm going to do here, and I think that is a lot. I mean, he's got he's got the ball at his feet for a long time. Is he going to square it? Is he going to go around the goal? Is he going to shoot? Um, so yeah, but when I saw a penalty given, I thought I'd be very surprised if we actually do get to take this. About your kind of thoughts on it, your position. Very much the same. Um, fantastic, fantastic run from Abada to to get to that point to earn the penalty that wasn't given. But I I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't 100% convinced that it was going to be a penalty that we were we were going to keep, to be honest. Um, I'll, I'll give him credit. I'm not going to... I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, he, I think he just gets caught in two minds and he kicks the ground and then he kind of falls over, right? 
but I'll give him credit for the initial run and creating the yeah. chance. Yeah. That comes from nothing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's almost like it's his it's his chance to fuck up. Yeah. Like if someone else had been working really hard, he's the right to yeah, fuck up. Yeah, he's earned the right to fuck up. So um, we're still only two one at this point, and I think there's uh, you know how many minutes was it? Eight minutes as well in the second second half. Extra injury time was it? Six. Uh, seven. Seven. 94th minute, um, Haksovanovic scores uh, the third goal to make it three goals to one. Uh, there's some really nice play around the box. A great pass from David Turnbull to Haksovanovic. It's the drop of the shoulder. Oh. It's that drop of the sh- shoulder. We all know what's coming, and I think Hibs know what's coming as well, but there's not very little you can do about it because. As soon as he makes that space, as soon as he, get, as soon as he gets that wee edge, his finishing is outrageous, Barry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's it. as soon as he can sort of see as soon as the, the sort of white of the post is in his eye line, like all it needs is half a yard and it's away. Um, as soon as it leaves his foot, you may as well sit back down because you know it's a goal and you've been celebrating. And I think see that sort of ability to do that with all again, this feels like I'm criticising Turnbull. Turnbull is very good from that range, but. He can also have very wayward ones as well, whereas Haksibanovic is very much more measured. Yeah. Um, you can imagine he practices that, just getting half a yard every Amen. day in training. And To go back to the, the general point of Haksibanovic, it's getting to the point now where we've mentioned players who don't grab the opportunity. Almost every time he comes off the bench, he's making it harder and harder for Ange to, to leave him out. And as we mentioned, at Tynecastle, he maybe wasn't his blistering best, but... He just keeps. It's almost like he's having an addition every week, and he's passing it, passing it, and passing it. So it will be interesting to see the sort of long-term future for him. But I think controversial, maybe. But he's potentially, technically, in the top two, three players. Him, in the Jota. Club. Him, Jota, Patati, maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bide, what did you make of the goal? Uh, it was incredible, um, and as Barry says, just he really does just. Um, I, I don't I don't see how he can get more time at, at the very least and that's something that's kind of disappointed me he's the guy that's been coming on at 80 minutes at least give him more half an hour than, than what he's been getting but he's a fantastic player the goal was ridiculous um, fuck your danger zone Christian that's what I have to say about that goal just give Hacksaw the ball 20, 25, 30 yards out he'll score a goal for you Tobash in who gives a fuck get the ball in the net I also love his wee celebration. He's, he's got the moves. Oh. Um, he's just cool as fuck, isn't he? The guy's got a tattoo of a crown on his neck with his own name in the crown. Come on. It's outrageous. There was a bit, though, um, where we, we want Celtic win a free kick as the end result, but he picks the ball up and he drives at the defence and he drops the shoulder again. And it looks like a player comes across and it's like, oh, he's going to get tackled here. But he moves the ball round. The, the, I, I just think his... His, his ball ball skills his technique is just outrageous and it finished three goals to one um, it was a tough day it was a tough day at the office I think um, it was but at the same time as you said Bowdy and as we both mentioned as we've all mentioned three points is the most important thing at this we've got a break now uh, we got, we're back on the 2nd of April but we've got a, a couple of uh, a couple of weeks where we can not relax because I, I don't think under Ange Postacolo Celtic would ever relax but Chris Bowd, I want your play to the match and I want your takeaways. 
Uh, that is a good point. I should have thought about that completely. I can go to Barry first. Go to Barry first. Barry, you're playing the match. So where the match, I found this quite difficult. I know that the fans at the stadium voted for O. And I, I found it difficult to pick a, a man of the match, or player of the match today, because I don't <laughs> think anyone was at the blistering best. Um, so I'll go with O as well, just because of it could be his breakthrough moment. Uh, in terms of takeaways, I think that, as I mentioned earlier, there's so much belief in this Celtic team that even when they aren't at their best, you know that there's unreal bits of quality. And in the past, that's kind of been a, a thing that's maybe gone against us because if you think think back to like Neil Lennon's tenure where it was just pretty as many good players on the pitch and hope something will happen, but it's a bit different in this team because, as we yeah. say, the system is king. But when you have so many good players to come off the bench, the likes of Haksavanovic, or who's starting to find his, his form as well, you know chances are going to come. So I think it's important that we need to... You mentioned about the people sort of shiting it a wee bit on social media. We mentioned there about the Abadis like earning the right to miss that chance. This team have earned the right for our trust that... Yes. Even when we don't play well, you know that we can still win games because, by God, we win a lot of them. Absolutely. Uh, Bowdy, you're playing of the match and you're... Um any takeaways you have? I play the match is actually still really hard because I'm thinking about it. And usually the default, if you can't really think of one, is McGregor or maybe CCV. <laughs> but um, when I seen it was O, I, I scoffed. But actually, I'm going to give it to O because it was a lovely goal. He did well. He essentially scored the winning um, goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even players like Jota did lots, but then also was shite for periods. So, aye, fuck it. So, well done, oh. Great. Any, man any, the, man. the fans got it right, Barry. They did. <laughs> any takeaways? Um, no, keep, I, I, keep on trucking? Keep on trucking. No, I think it, it's also... Wake-up calls may be a bit strong, but I think it is a little acknowledgement that, you know what, we need to keep working on things. We, we can't be uh, complacent. We've got a league to win. And it's, you Excellent. know, aye. I'm just going to say uh, another sort of maybe takeaway would be that, see, we now we, we know that Moy's injured, Awata's oh, injured, now Hatati as well, Taylor. The break's probably coming at a good time. Perfect. Sort of liquor wounds. Um, Hatati not getting called up, people were outraged about it. Fucking, it's perfect for us if yeah. he's injured, do you know what I mean? Because it gives two him. Two weeks now to sort of yeah. get them on the massage table, get them. Oh, hello. Get them sorted out, because um, I've earned it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it comes at a good time to try and regroup. And the point that Bound makes as well, there'll be aspects today that you know that Ange won't be happy with because he's a perfectionist. Yes. Um, and that's only good news for us because he'll want to iron out those wee details where yeah. we, the game did get a wee bit ragged. Because the big thing that since the World Cup break is how much control we've had of games. And I think at some points today we didn't maybe have that control. So. That's, that's the beauty of having a, a, a first-class manager that he's going to try and iron those problems out. Superb. Listen, this has been fantastic. Um, this is the last reaction we'll have for a while just because of no games and it's the international break. But um, Christopher Bowd, perfect as always. Thank you. Hail, hail. Hail, hail. Uh, Barry Gallagher, pleasure as always. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, mate. Great stuff. Uh, from Barry Gallagher, from Chris Bowd, um, from the Admiral Woods, uh, I'm Chris Gallagher, and this has been the reaction to Celtic 3, Hibs 1. Mono Hoops.